welcome to Hope Talk with RC. This is the place where you could share your joyful moments. This is also the place where you could share your grievances. You see, life is made up with so many life experiences that all are detrimental to who you are and where you are now. How you once were joyful and then grief took place. Perhaps grief took place and then you found your way to joy. You see, where there is hope, there is always the opportunity for so much more to come your way. You matter, your life experiences matter, and in the process, you could actually help someone and make them feel that they are not alone in what they're experiencing right now. Hope Talk with RC is for you. Hello and welcome to Hope Talk. Please join me all the way from Hawaii. We have the lovely Karine Daniels. And Karine Daniels has a lovely, lovely, I'm going to call it a business or a place of sacredness and worship as well as a place of expression. It is actually called Sacred Dance Path. Welcome, Karine. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. I am absolutely thrilled to bits that you actually stepped forward and contacted me and reaching out to all the listeners and hopefully all the new listeners about your journey of hope, how you actually overcome all those life challenges and let's and reach that point of joy. So I'm going to ask you, what is your story, Karin? Thank you so much uh, for inviting me to share. And it really is a story of hope. And I believe my life and my experiences are a testimony of hope for other women who may have had similar experiences. And, you know, all of my life I've been a dancer and I became a professional dancer at the age of 18. But prior to that, as a youth, I was immersed in Polynesian dance in California where I learned Hula and Tahitian and other Polynesian dances. And I would, that's all I wanted to do. And I'm not Polynesian, I'm Mexican and Italian. And, um, but I was very attracted to that expression because there was a storytelling quality. There was very, it was very spiritual and sacred and the costuming and it was very alluring and exotic. And I just went into that deeply for many, many years. Then um, in high school, I kind of branched out and I uh, went into contemporary dance and cheerleading and street dance and hip hop. And then when I graduated high school, I became a professional contemporary dancer. Well, you and, had um, a great space to be able to express yourself from, from quite a young age. And yeah, 
And it, it showed at the age of three, actually, my parents, um, again, who are not Polynesian, and I was adopted. So um, my wonderful parents, Marvin and Virginia, adopted me and loved me as their own. And at the age of three, they started seeing signs that I well, that's something the best thing. Inside. That's the best thing in itself. I mean, to be able to have. Um... Hello, Corinne, and welcome back. We seem to have had some technical difficulties, but due to the power of of technology, these things happen. Yes. They do. So we were, we were actually up to the part where you were talking about your adoptive parents took you in and they saw the early signs of dance and aggression. Yes. Um, and what was really interesting was where we lived in California, which was a predominantly Latino community. I mean, 99% Hispanic. I see. Um, there was a little restaurant there nearby, and it was a Polynesian-style restaurant, and it was called the Bahuka. And my parents used to love to go there once in a while. And I have vivid memories at three years old going to this restaurant and walking in. There was a long pathway to walking this. Polynesian restaurant that was lined with palm trees and tiki torches and there was music and drum beats and it was there was you know uh colorful lanterns it was very tropical and then when you get inside there were fishnets and bamboo lining the walls and flowers it was very Hawaiian and there was Hawaiian music inside the restaurant and um my mom used to recall the story and telling me that when we would get in the restaurant i would get up on the table and start dancing wonderful and i was like i you know i don't remember that part but i have like a i guess a soul memory of that part you know i have a body memory of when she used to tell me the story i would like get a chill and i would like oh yeah you know i could see me doing that and so to me, that's where my sacred dance path began in that restaurant. And then two years later, when I was five years old, um, I was officially of age to begin dance classes at the local studio. And my mom took me down to Shirley's dance studio and she surely had all kinds of classes for kids. Um, jazz, tap, ballet, gymnastics, flamenco, all kinds, and Hawaiian. And out of all the choices, I chose Hawaiian. So I I started with hula there at Shirley's Dance Studio, but shortly after that, my mom found another studio just a, uh, a, in the next town over from us, and it was an authentic Hawaiian studio from uh, a woman who was born and raised in Hawaii, but moved to California to open up a studio. So her teaching was very authentic and straight from the island. So my mom moved me quickly over to that studio, which was called Aloha Dance Studio. 
and that's where I trained intensively from five year five years old till I was 16 and um, I was just that's all I wanted to do you know I was captivated I was just immersed and in love with everything that I was learning and um, the reason I stopped was because my family moved so we my dad got a job offer to Northern California so we moved up north in California and then that's where I branched out into cheerleading and song leading and when I was on the squad I realized that I could choreograph because we always needed a new dance routine every week to perform at the football games or at, at school events and so I began assisting in putting together movement and I really loved it and I was really good at it and I could do it naturally so um, I, in my mind by the time I was a senior I was thinking you know I can do this for a living you know and I used to watch the TV shows uh, the dance shows on TV and some of the variety shows that would that have dancers opening up the show and I'm thinking well I'm sure they're getting paid and you know there must be an outlet for it to be a professional dancer so I started pursuing that and sure enough after I graduated high school I did get my first professional contemporary dance job and I went to Japan and performed there for three months and then I continued doing it after that I continued getting job after job after job with this same company and um, then I just decided you know I'm going to continue this is going to be my life so I, um, that's amazing I, uh, really you've gone through such a great transformation at such a young age so you've built up this school and you're, t- you're teaching professionally now or at that point you're making some life-changing decisions so what was next after that well, I got a job in South Lake Tahoe at a big hotel. I was um, a featured dancer in a, an amazing show, and I met my first husband. We um, got married. We had our daughter, Simone, and, um, you know, everything was going great. But, you know, being so young and marrying so young, I was 21 at the time, Um what do you know at 21? You know, I, I really didn't know. And so we, we stuck it out as long as we could. But when my daughter was three, um, we ended up separating and then eventually divorcing. So I became a single mom in Southern California. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a single mom and um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to continue being a dancer. And this was against the... Um, opinions of many people I knew that were saying, well, you're going to have to get a regular job. You know, you're going to have to quit your dancing. You're going to have to support yourself and get a nine to five. And I didn't like hearing that. You know, I, I, I wanted people to support me in my gifting. And, and can I just, just yeah. mention just exactly what you just said then? You're branching out into something that's not mainstream that we, I'm going to say we or you that of our generation before us, like our, par- our parents' generation, would not understand that, even though it's something that would have wanted for themselves, 
but it was something a little bit different and you knew it in your heart that this was the path you wanted to take. And I felt like it was the path I was called to. It was really a, a deep calling ever since the age of three, you know, when I danced on that tabletop mm. at the Polynesian restaurant. I, it was something that I was following. It wasn't something I was really choosing. It was a path. And a vocation. That I was following. That I like yeah. That. The vocation. It so, came you know. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to show them wrong and I'm going to be blessed in this and I'm going to succeed. And I did. I, I was able to be a single mom and teach at different dance studios and start um, teaching classes, creating choreography and also getting jobs as a professional dancer in different projects. So I was very blessed to be in the motion picture Dick Tracy which featured Madonna and Warren Beatty and that was a great thing for my resume that really launched me into getting other jobs and I did commercials and some music videos and a lot of live stage performing but always continued teaching I always had my teaching practice Mm -hmm. yeah and I was always choreographing making little dances on the side Um, whether it was for high school kids or um, a lot of singers would approach me to create choreography for their live shows. I was always creating movement. So, and I did this for many, many years. I was all the way through my 20s into my 30s. I just really excelled and kind of started burning out a little bit around 35 or 36 so burning out as in like you're starting to um, become a little bit tired and looking for other avenues again no not looking for other avenues I just I think because I've been doing it for so long and so intensely you know sometimes you can forget the meaning of what you're doing and you kind of you just get tired and cold and just it becomes numb I'm I'm actually glad you actually addressed that because that seems to happen, um, I'm going to say quite often, especially to women, mothers who are mothers, and we've been caught up into doing what we do naturally. We're so good at what we do naturally that we can become numb after a while. We seem to possibly forget ourselves a little bit within that numbness, but yet it's so natural for us that we don't think about it does that make sense as well there's a lot of contradictory in there but because it's something that we just do we do burn out but that's when we need to learn to take that step back and go back into our own selves and remind ourselves and recap and reflect as to what we've gone through to get to where we are okay and then we've got the next phase using our god-given our our abilities our natural abilities so the next step is Look at you now. You have um, a website. You have a school. You run retreats. You have so many connections with people, and that's something that really just stands out with all those challenges that you've had to get to where you are. So in the middle, you, you've gone through. You've experimented. Like I said, you've had a movie role. You've become a parent. Uh, you've had extra roles you kept going with your schooling i mean teaching and 
then how did you get about putting a website together and branching out further? Well, um, I had to go through a period of pulling away from dance Hmm. is what I did. I I pulled away. I met another man. um, I remarried. I um, had another child. And I moved to Hawaii from Southern California. And I, you know, during all that time, I kind of just stayed at home and uh, regrouped and um, really went inward. And then when we came to Hawaii, I was a stay-at-home mom with my new daughter. And uh, for the first five years of her life, I, I just stayed at home. And I was a mom and I really focused. And at that time I was 41. So I, you know, I was, didn't expect to be a mom. So I was relearning and really enjoying it. But, you know, my, with my second husband, we also had problems and we brought them to Hawaii. And so we ended up separating when my daughter was three, kind of like the same story that happened with my first husband. And so here I found myself alone again, single, raising a daughter, this time in Hawaii where I had no family. And there's hardly any jobs here in Maui where I live. So I really had to get creative. And when my daughter started school at the age of five, I thought, okay, it's time for me to start revisiting my dance and see what I'm going to do with it. I'm not going to do what I did in California because I'm older now. And I started to hear my Polynesian dance calling me. I started to hear it coming back to me. And I thought, well, you know, I'm in the perfect place. There's so much inspiration here. So I began actually dancing at home is what I did because I was going through this divorce. You know, 41, my hormones were changing, going through a lot of life change in my body alone, hoping I'm do the, doing the right things for my daughter. I, I needed an outlet, so I started dancing at home. I just started freestyling to just some of the amazing music that I have. And my friend, Faith Rivera, who's a Emmy-winning songwriter, has amazing music, and we've been in touch for many, many years. So she started sending me her new music. And one of the songs she sent me was called God Is, and it changed my life. Oh, oh. And I began every something day. Just, something just went through me just then, as soon as you said that, and the way you actually w- expressed that, God Is, that just yeah. sounded, actually, I felt, I shouldn't say sounded, actually, I felt the transition from one to the other. That's yeah. Me. And so you have to hear that song. You'll have to go to iTunes and look up God Is by Faith Rivera. It's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And that's the song that I began creating Sacred Dance Path, my company, uh, with. I would just dance and express, and I felt that God was asking me to interpret, to do an interpretive dance to the amazing lyrics that she wrote. And... And I did, and I also had opportunities to perform it around on Maui, and people were just, would always have this amazing reaction, and so I felt like this is the type of dance I'm supposed to do now. Now that I'm older, I'm wiser, 
I'm going to create a dance form that mixes in my Polynesian roots mm-hmm. with contemporary interpretive dance so that my dance is very meaningful it's very healing it has a message and it's very profound and so i have these little uh, uh, a repertoire now of little dances that i can share with women wherever i go for whatever they might be going through i mean if there's a woman who's dealing with depression i have a dance of joy that i can share with her if there's a woman who's feeling out of touch with reality or ungrounded i have a dance that um helps her be in the moment and to ground to the power of now so you um, so i have these- you have a lot happening at the moment so you, you've got a broad range of yes of, i'm not going to use the word services i'm going to say sacred connections so and like you use the word path which is that's what you you refer your your creation to the gift of yes. sacredness but then there's the path so with what everyday experience you are going through emotionally and physically spiritually you offer something in every aspect of life and that's what's really really important that people to know that because with every part of life we do have our own special way of expressing it like i said whether it's joy whether it's the aspect of detachment or loneliness or you know, or death even so you actually do come together and give them a space where they can feel free even in their own home is that what you're saying where they can be yes, free in their yes. own home in their own space yes i work online with women um and i really customize the class to their needs their desires their interests whatever they're going through spiritually or emotionally um and i i create a custom class and, and i'll draw from all of my experience and that's available yeah. for any for any woman around the world and they can access you access they have access to you by you your website and the links and I'm actually happy to share all those links at the end of the podcast. Yes, yes, they can contact me from my website sacreddancepath.org. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram they can see dance samples of um some of my movement and choreography. And it's very visual. And that's, that's what you're doing. So it's very visual. So it's something that that someone can actually relate to who is on the who is visually inclined who learns on a visual side inst- apart from listening you say something because we all learn differently we all learn to express on a different level so this is something that someone could take up a woman could take up yes. who is quite visual and just needs that reassurance that there is another person on the other end of the screen even if it is a recording of you Yes, and I've done that before. You know, mm. I recorded classes and sent them to my clients so they can download and work with it at their own convenience in their own home. I you know, I help them to in to create a sacred space within their home, a movement space mm. where they can step into and have that experience and you know, and in that is is hope. you know which is what attracted me to contact you because 
when women include a sacred dance regimen into their life, it really does elicit hope because we have it inside us. Sometimes it just gets buried or hidden or locked in there, but we have hope. We sometimes, we just need assistance in helping it rise up to the surface. And that's what this dance does. The dance, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a perfect dancer. You just have to move with your heart and your soul. And when you do that, connecting and also connecting your breathing it really helps your hope rise up to the surface everything that you've mentioned it everything's entwined so here we have we have yourself who's experienced a new a family who has nurtured your growth from very very young seen your talent set your path set you on your path you found your passion in dance you have two children you've you've experienced two immense relationships meanwhile you were creating 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 this safe platform for those who have the freedom to be able to express themselves but also in an intimate matter as well in intimate space as well and you are in Hawaii and what a magical place that place is I have been there many many years ago and I've been to Maui itself so I actually just remembered reflected on when I was there and I remember now the scent the smell the aroma of the island mm-hmm. and yes and it is it is a very sacred space and I do believe that hope has brought you and I together really because when you connected with me I felt that sense of unity immediate unity so we flowed as we communicated as well mm-hmm. and i for one am humbled to have you here with me and in particular the time difference and we've um, managed to work that out yes. and yeah. everything works out as it should and yes. i actually am going to thank you so much I don't think thank you is enough because you've really opened up your heart and something that's so precious to you and I would love for you to come on and share again if you oh, like yeah. the, if there's you, so much to talk yes, about that's what <laughs> I'm saying. I have so many I'll, stories I would love it if you would come yeah. and join back with us about a particular area because you mentioned you have different techniques and different ways of expressing yes. with others like for example if someone someone is going through a downtime you've got a particular um i'm going to say particular dance or particular way that you actually work them yeah. through it so perhaps we could do something like that you can pick, pick um, a particular element and we could do that and i I actually call them dance prescriptions. Dance prescriptions. So, yeah, Perfect. Yes, I can prescribe yes. certain dance for different ailments or situations that someone's going through well, and um, just help them move through it through movements. I'm going to thank you again. 
and thank you rc it's mm, been a you're joy very welcome and um, you would like to um say something else you're welcome to close this podcast off i'm going to pass it on to you to the lovely karine from sacred dance dance path please say some closing words for us well i just wanted to thank everyone who's ears are um, listening to this now. I just want to thank you for taking the time to hear my story. And I also want you to, if you've never experienced sacred dance, um, I would want you to consider it or even pray about it and see if it's something that you may want to incorporate into your life. The benefits are amazing and abundant and it will help you rise to another version, a better version, an enlightened version of yourself. And within that sacred movement, um, so much happens um, to your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. And of course, prayer is involved. And it's a wonderful workout as well. So if you would like to speak further about how you can do that, please contact me at my website, which is sacreddancepath.org, or you can contact me on Facebook. And um, one of my little mottos that I always tell my students is, breathe as deep as you want to dance. So stay in your breath, stay in your body, and um, God bless everyone, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope Talk. Hope Talk is definitely about hope and we've heard it right here. And please contact Sacred Path, sorry, Sacred Dance Path with any of your questions in regards to anything that we've discussed. Take care, everyone, and thank you for connecting.